Welcome to the Mind Management Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Bullock. Our brains are on autopilot, sorting information and just giving it all meaning. Here I'm going to teach you how to take your brain off autopilot, take control, and manage your thinking so you can live authentically as you and love authentically. I want you to create a life that you are proud to live. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed that series with Megan from Getting Mindful with Megan and I. It was fun to go into those topics to kind of dissect them. And I heard from a lot of you via Instagram message that you liked them and that there are certain ones like the friendship one and the one about cultivating what you love grows. We heard a lot of feedback on those ones. So I I appreciate you guys. I appreciate when you guys give us feedback because once again, podcasting, it's like I'm sitting here in my closet talking to myself. So it's a good reminder that there are people out there. So I love the messages. Keep them coming. Never be afraid to share something, share a takeaway, share something that maybe we didn't even like. <laughs> you can tell us. Um, all right. Today, this podcast should be coming out right on Thanksgiving. So maybe you will listen to it the day of, maybe you listen to it that weekend. Either way, I hope that this message helps you. There's a lot of things when we come around lots of family and as joyous and lovely as it is, our brain just has more stimulus, more stuff to go through. So more stimulus equals more red flags, problems that your brain will Find. And it's trying to solve problems and it's trying to look out for possible problems that aren't even really problems yet. So I came up with a list of things that are just common things when we get around people that we love. And I hope that it helps you. So without further ado, here we go. All right, number one, it is not your job to make sure everyone is happy. <laughs> I like to sometimes think that I can control the experience of others or my brain will focus on if this person would act this way, then it would be a good experience. And then we turn into kind of a crazy person trying to get another person to act a certain way. You are only giving away the authority of your experience when you do that. And I know that it's really easy to fixate on if this were like this, then I could feel this. But as we know, we are the only ones that are in charge of our feelings, all right? They're allowed to have whatever experience they want to have, and you can too. So your parents will be your parents. They're going to do whatever your parents do. They're going to do the things that you love, and they're going to do the things that drive you crazy. Your siblings, your sister, your brother, they're going to be stressed. They're going to be angry or reclusive. Your husband might be grumpy. Your kids will probably throw fits in front of other people. Maybe they'll act selfish or greedy. All of these things, they might happen. It's only a problem when we decide that we're going to get in the experience too, or we're wishing that the experience was a little bit different so we could feel a certain way. I want to give you back the authority that you get to have whatever experience you want to have. And maybe at certain times, you might want to feel some negative emotion. I'm not saying that your kids are going to be having a fit and you are so happy about it. No, maybe we lean into humor. Maybe we choose to ignore whatever it is that 
you feel is accessible to you, that's what I want you to go for. So what you normally would react with, right? This is wrong. If this person would do this, it would be better. I want you to just notice that. Notice when your brain is doing that and just realize that it's like you have a whole pie of emotions. Pie, right? (laughs) These analogies, they're not going to be awesome, all right? But you're giving like a slice of that pie to your kids. You're giving a slice of that pie to your husband. You're giving a slice of that pie to your parents. You're giving a slice of that pie to your grandma, whoever it is, right? And then you only have like two slivers of the pie left. That pie is the emotion that you feel. You have no control over what you give over to somebody else. So let's say somebody isn't acting the way that you want them to at this family event. You notice your brain kind of getting sad about the experience. Maybe it's sad. Maybe it's just angry. Maybe it's wishing it was different. When you're around your family, I want you to just notice this. Notice when your brain starts to do that. Notice when you are divvying out slices of your experience to everyone and their dog. And just realize how scary that is for your brain. It's scary because it knows that it's no longer in control. We like feeling control. So when it happens, I want you to just go inward and say, all right, they get to have whatever, whatever they want to have. What do I want to experience? Go back inward. We're analyzing all of their actions and wanting to control all of their actions so we can have a certain experience. Again, we're going to cut out the middleman and say, what do I want to feel right now? What feels accessible to me? And it's funny because this whole day of, you know, Thanksgiving where we focus on gratitude, gratitude really is one that's accessible in a lot of situations. That's why it's so easy to turn to when we lean into gratitude. We can't always just lean into pure love our our entire experience. That's harder. If we can just jump to gratitude, then we can start finding the things that we love. Let's take short little steps to increasing our experience rather than a giant leap. All right, number two, noise doesn't equal stress. This is, this kind of is hard for me. I've been telling myself for a very long time that I'm just really sensitive to noise. Noise just tenses up my shoulders and it makes mean words come out a lot easier and I feel like I don't know what's going on and there's confusion and I can feel the stress building when it's really loud. More than likely, things might be really loud wherever you go. And if you have this thought that I am very sensitive to noise, maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. But if you go around thinking it, you're just collecting evidence and there is something that you can't control the noise level, right? To some extent, you can remove yourself. But if you wanted to be there and you want to be in the experience, then I don't want you to hold on to this thought. It will serve you to remove this thought a little bit, right? So noise doesn't equal stress. Noise in and of itself is neutral. What are your thoughts about the noise? I can't hear anything. Maybe somebody's going to get hurt. I should be controlling my kids. People are going to be judging me. Um, whatever it is, those are the things that are compounding when you feel the noise. It's all of these thoughts, right? Noise does provide an opportunity for more stimulus, right? So as stimulus comes in, our brain is trying to sort through all of it. 
But if we're sorting through things through the filter of noise is bad, noise is stressful, I can't handle noise, then we're going to have one experience. What I want you to do if, and again, this is one I've been working on for myself, just because we have a small living space and I have three very loud children. So I've been working on this one myself. And this is what I've noticed. I think it's a kindness to yourself when you're feeling that, right? If the thought is there, you can't get rid of it, that I'm sensitive to noise. What I want you to do is just realize, okay, I'm overstimulated right now. So what can you do? What is the kindest thing? How can you create stillness in your mind? Well, maybe reducing some of the stimulus coming in. So one thing I like to do, and this sounds really cheesy, but I've noticed it helps. It's almost like a coping mechanism. If I'm ever feeling a very strong emotion, then I will lean in and kind of like squeeze my arm, arms. I create some pressure because sometimes that buzzing feeling, like as I've learned in my body, as I feel emotion, sometimes it's like a weird buzzing feeling in my arms, in my chest. It feels like things are moving and the pressure is moving and it just feels kind of out of control. So I'll squeeze my arms in like I'm given, almost giving myself a hug slash it's kind of weird. I don't want to do that in front of other people. So I just fold my arms almost like praying, right? And I just squeeze my arms a little bit or I'll like rub my arm a little bit, right? So I create a different, more comforting actual physical sensation. The second thing that you can do is you can rub any tight muscles, reduce a little bit of the tension. Remember how I said for me, when I start feeling overwhelmed, overstimulated, things tense up. I can feel my shoulders tense up. So oftentimes I will just kind of rub on that that shoulder or just press on those muscles to kind of relieve a little bit of tension. Or maybe you hold the tension in your jaw, in your face. Apply a little bit of pressure to wherever you are feeling the tension so you can release a little bit of that tension. All right. The next thing that you can do is close your eyes. Close your eyes takes away some of that incoming visual stimulus, right? We're trying to create that stillness wherever we are. So we can close our eyes for a minute. We can take a big, deep inhale and an exhale. Create a little bit of stimulus for you. Create a little bit of soothing. All of these things might seem a little bit like socially weird, or maybe you'll think I can't do that in front of other people. But honestly, there's so many ways that it's not even really detectable. Just give yourself that space. The only thing I want for you with this thought is when you give yourself limits like that, like this is what I am. I am sensitive to sound. It's like we put ourselves in a cage. It's like we just put up one wall of the cage, right? So we limit ourselves in certain ways. Like we won't be able to be around family members. We won't be able to enjoy ourselves if there's 27,000 kids running and jumping, right? So I want you to be able to not have any limits with what you are able to experience in any given situation. All right. The other thing to go along with this this is funny and weird, but I've done this once. There was one time at a social gathering that I was having a hard time. I noticed myself trying to, you know, kind of keep everybody's emotions, just trying to control all of their emotions so everybody was happy. And I remember going in 
to the bathroom and I did a little like inhale, exhale. And then this again, maybe cheesy, but I did a tiny little mini yoga flow where I put my arms like big old inhale up and put my arms above my head and then swan dive down a little bit of a forward forward fold, flat back, forward fold, and then whatever it is when you stand back up and put your hands up, right? So just that little flow while breathing and a reset for myself, it helped so much get some of that tension moving out of the body. So if you're into that, if it's cheesy, don't do it. If you can't get on board with it, that's fine. But in that moment when it felt like a little bit too much, I was out of control in my experience. That really helped me gain my control back. It really helped me choose what I wanted to feel and take back all those little (laughs) slices of pie. All right, number three, stop trying to change others or wish that they were a little bit different. This kind of plays on the first one, but it more is not just their experience, it's fundamentally who they are, right? Sometimes we wish people were a little bit different and then it would be easier. Sometimes we tried to change people's political views. We tried to change how much they get stressed at events. We tried to change them. We try to wish that they were a little bit different so we could have a better experience. I think the more that we practice just loving people as they are, we do get better at it. But your brain still might offer to you these thoughts. So I don't think that you're going to change your brain in one weekend. So for this Thanksgiving, I just or Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever social gathering is coming up. The only thing that I want you to do is just notice when you start analyzing other people's behavior, like what's bad behavior, what's good behavior. Just notice how that makes you feel. So first recognize when you're doing it. All right. So you might notice the thoughts first. You might be like, oh, this is what I'm doing. I'm I said a sentence that I didn't agree with or thought a sentence that I was like, when I really think about that, I don't actually believe that's true. Maybe that's the thing that kind of wakes you up to notice when you're analyzing behavior. But for some of you, it might be feeling. You start feeling stressed. You start feeling annoyed. You start feeling angry, resentful, sad, whatever it is. Then I want you to go in and look at the thoughts that we were thinking that was creating that feeling for you. Were you analyzing somebody's behavior? Were you wishing that they were different? That's just what I want you to notice and just be like, oh, it makes perfect sense. It really does. It makes perfect sense because in some situations, it feels easier. If people were to act a certain way, we convince ourselves that those thoughts came easier. But that doesn't mean that they are in control of how you feel. We put those cage limits on ourselves to like what we're even allowed to feel at a certain event if somebody is acting a certain way. But really, you get to choose and the potential is limitless for whatever you experience you want to have. So first, recognize when you're doing it and realize what experience it's creating for you when you are analyzing behavior and wishing people would change or maybe even trying to change people. It's all right. We all do it. But if you want to get out of it quickly, again, find gratitude for their strengths. Find gratitude for what that behavior has done for your life. Or maybe when that quirk that sometimes annoys you, sometimes it's awesome, 
Maybe when that's come in handy. Maybe when it's been nice to have that. One of my siblings, who shall remain nameless, it's so fun because she loves to play the devil's advocate. And she will argue with people on topics like she might think the exact same way with you, but she will die on the hill of arguing the opposite topics just to make it interesting, right? It's something that I love about her. And sometimes people are very uncomfortable with it. But I love, I love so much that it gets you thinking and it challenges your your views and it brings up different topics that you might not have thought about before. So things like that, things that some Maybe some people see as weaknesses or as a quirk that they don't love, but where is it actually fun for you? Where, like, I think it's very entertaining. I've chosen to lean into humor rather than wanting to change that person because I want to keep the peace, right? So just find those little things. Where are their quirks just so much fun to have around? Or where are you grateful for these things that I sometimes feel like an obstacle? That's going to bring you so much more satisfaction about your experience. That's how we choose to lean into the good parts. That's how we gain that control. And number four, I think this is going to be the last one that I have for you guys, but know your limits. I think thought work is great. I think it's great to be able to be in any given circumstance and have such good control over your mind. Sometimes I think that it's important that we keep the same circumstance and we do work on our thoughts and we do gain that control back of our experience no matter what. But I think it's a kindness to know when it's time to change your circumstance. I think it's a kindness to know when it's time to remove yourself from a conversation, from a certain place, from maybe a person. I think it's a kindness. I think it's okay to say, I don't want to have this conversation. I think I'm going to be done with it and I love you. Or can we talk about something else? Or maybe we take a second and we go sit out in the car. Or maybe we go outside and take a deep breath of the fresh cold air. Whatever it is, I don't think that we necessarily have to be like, I should just change my thoughts about this. That's not kind. If you are super overwhelmed, if you... If your mind is going crazy with whatever experience it's creating for you, it's okay to be like, right now I'm going to do this because it it feels easier. That's not cheating. That doesn't mean that you are mentally not as strong as somebody else, not as good at managing your brain. It's okay. Know your limits. Know what you want to do. Know what conversations you want to have and what conversations you don't want to have. Right? Make requests. This is something that I see a lot of Enneagram 2, Enneagram 9 types is they will go in internally and they won't say anything. They won't speak their needs. It's okay to speak your needs. It's okay to make a little bit of waves. Like you can change your circumstance if you want to, right? The only thing I want you to make sure of or try to grasp as you're doing this, as you are showing up for yourself and changing your circumstances or enforcing a boundary, I want you to make sure to remember that this is fully your choice. If you give the ownership of you removing yourself from a circumstance over to someone else or something else saying, I had to do this. 
I had to remove myself because this person was acting this way. Then that just creates another wall of that cage for you, right? Somebody else controlled your actions. You weren't able to stay in something because of something else. I want you to take full ownership of when you choose to change your circumstance or uphold a boundary. I want you to take ownership. I did this because I love myself. I chose this because I wanted to, right? I want you to take full ownership of it. When we blame others, when we say that others made us do this, do you see how that kind of changes the action completely in itself? It makes it feel like victim and villain. And that feels so disempowering. And then it's like we can't trust ourselves because we should have done it differently when really the actions probably were perfect. Leaving the scene or saying the words to stand up for yourself, whatever it is, those actions were probably perfect. But we took away all chances of it building our self-confidence and our trust in ourselves when we gave over that ownership to somebody else. Take back that power. Take back that love for yourself. All right. I hope these help you out. I hope that this helps your experience. If all fails, if you don't know what to do, right, and you can't remember these things and you start noticing your experience getting completely out of your control, it feels like, the one thing that I want you to focus on is leaning into gratitude. Try to love your experience exactly as it is, or maybe just be in your experience exactly as it is, not wishing that it was different in some way. I want you to see the good in your experience, the hard in your experience, and the really joyful, this whole human experience. It's not going to be just joyful and happy, and that's okay. Sometimes it's going to be really hard, and that's okay. Sometimes you're going to feel bitter sadness and betrayal and so many hard emotions, but that makes the other emotions of joy and feeling supported and loved just so much better, so much richer and fuller, and that is where our gratitude comes from, is knowing the really crappy parts of our lives so we can really feel those joyful parts of our lives. But where you stay, you can sit in the crappy part and focus on the crappy part and give all of your energy and intention to wishing things were different and noticing all of the crappy. Or we can just slowly move our brain into noticing the crappy and noticing the good too and being so grateful for the good. Just little tiny moments will make a very big effect on how you feel. Just doing this work a little bit changes our experience like a ripple effect. A tiny little drop can create a huge change and shift in how you feel. So we don't have to be perfect at it is what I'm saying. You don't have to be a robot controlling your brain. I just want you to be an observer of it and then realize that you have all of the control. Your husband doesn't have the control over how you feel. Your kids don't have the control over how you feel. You do. So take back that power and go and have a beautiful and maybe crazy and all the things, very colorful Thanksgiving. And whatever season that you are in your life right now, whether it's a hard one or a beautiful and easy one, I want you to remember it and to learn from it and really, really live it. 
All right, guys, it was great talking to you. I'm going to go. I can hear my kids waking up. So have a beautiful Thanksgiving. And if you want to come and join us over on my Instagram page, I come up there every now and then more in stories lately than I have in the feed. But come on over there. Give us a shout out. Tell us what you like about the podcast, what you don't like. And we will see you later. Bye.